0: Welcome to this podcast episode of Narcissists in Divorce: The Narcissist Trap. I'm Dr. Supriya McKenna. I'm a former family doctor, but my life's true work is working with people who have fallen prey to narcissistic relationships of any kind, but I'm particularly busy in the area of divorce. Over the last few years, I've been very proud to become an Amazon best-selling author on the subject of narcissism, and my brand new book, Narcissists in Divorce: From Love-Locked to Leaving, is out right now on Amazon, as an audiobook, in paperback and on Kindle. That's the first book in the Narcissists in Divorce series and the follow-on to that will be out in the late summer and is called From Leaving to Liberty. And please do note that these books and this podcast are equally applicable to anyone leaving a serious intimate relationship with a narcissist, whether they are married or not. I also have a book out called The Narcissist Trap, The Mind-Bending Pull of the Great Pretenders. And that book might be useful in helping the people around you who are supporting you to understand more about what happened to you and about narcissism generally. I'm also the co-author with British divorce lawyer Karen Walker of Narcissism and Family Law, a practitioner's guide. And between us, Karen and I have trained Thousands of family law professionals in narcissistic personality disorder, including judges, lawyers, mediators, and social workers. For further narcissism resources from me, please do visit thelifedoctor.org or drsapria.com, and that web address has the doctor fully spelt out. So today I'm going to talk about a really important topic that I get asked about a lot and that's the topic of narcissists and their children. Now the relationship between a narcissist and their children is actually a unique one and it's full of contradictions. You see, not only will a narcissist subject their children to all the usual, often subtle, abusive behaviours that they subject everyone else to, but at the same time they view their children as extensions of themselves as not being separate from them. Now this idea that their children are an extension of them means that a child should want what they want. They should be who they want them to be, quite often a mini me, and they should do what they want. So they should enjoy what they enjoy, they should eat what they like to eat, they should be good at what the narcissist is good at, and they should subjugate who they are as an independent unique person to the desires of their narcissistic parent. So the parent doesn't really see them as an individual and that can be a big problem for the child and that can go on even throughout their own adulthood. So what does this look like for a small child with a narcissistic parent? So for example if the child wants a scooter for their birthday the narcissistic parent might suggest a mountain bike instead because they think it's more fun. If the child wants to play the piano, uh, the narcissistic parent might insist they learn the violin uh, like they did or like they wanted to. Um, If the child knows what they want to be when they grow up, the narcissist uh, might insist upon the job they always wanted to do or or do do um, instead, whatever that may be. No matter how vastly different it is from what the child wants. So this is actually subtly different from just being controlling, which of course narcissists also are. A narcissist's demands on their children come from a place of pure self-interest. They have no ability to put themselves in their child's shoes and view things from, from their perspective. A narcissistic parent has no empathy for their children and how they might be feeling. So any feelings that they might have that aren't in line with the narcissist's feelings are basically irrelevant or even wrong. Now, it's a really complicated relationship. Because they don't see the child as being separate from them, they violate their boundaries um, even more than they do with other people. So they might read diaries, uh, look at their phones, go through their belongings, read their emails, enter their room without knocking. They might become too involved with their friends or try to become too pally with them. Um, They might even flirt with uh, teenage children's boyfriends or girlfriends. Uh, They might track them using their phone or demand to know where they are at all times. They might become over-involved with their hobbies uh, to the point where it's it's intrusive. And generally speaking, a narcissistic parent will expect instant replies to messages. And if they're not forthcoming, especially with, when they can see that a message has been read or that their child is online, it, it might induce narcissistic rage and, and a sort of stream of messages and abusive messages. This over-identification with the child... Also means that narcissists can find it very difficult to tolerate imperfection in their child. So it's extremely common for narcissists to deny illnesses or conditions in their child, either not allowing them to be diagnosed in the first place or not allowing them to be treated. Because actually, if you treat them, you're admitting to them, you're admitting to the imperfection. So um, asthma, dyslexia, I mean, even broken bones can be swept under the carpet by the narcissistic parent. And that's because of their own need to be all perfect and special. It's more than just the child's weakness reflecting badly on them. To them, it's an admission of weakness in themselves, which they simply can't tolerate. They are their child and their child is them. It's literally personal. Now you might have noticed that some narcissists do things slightly differently and they use illness in a different way. They use illness in their children as a means to secure narcissistic supply and attention from others for themselves. So they might hype up illnesses in their children or even invent them. Some even go as far as full-blown Munchausen syndrome by proxy, instigating hospital investigations um, and even operations for their children's false illnesses. But at the same time as seeing their children as extensions of themselves, narcissists will treat their children in the same abusive ways as they treat others. So their children will also go through the narcissist cycle of idealise and devalue. Um, that's the cycle where they're alternately love-bombed by being showered with praise and attention and then subtly devalued by being criticised and put down and of course this this leaves the child confused and hurt and they start jumping through hoops to try to please the parent um, because they want to re-enter that idealisation or love-bombing phase again and this cycle repeats over and over again even when the child becomes an adult themselves Narcissist children will be triangulated and played off against others, um, often their own siblings or cousins, and they'll find themselves vying for the narcissist's attention. They'll be gaslit and they'll be lied to by the narcissist to the point where their own reality is dismissed as false, so they stop trusting their own perceptions of reality. In the devaluation phase, they'll be demeaned and shamed. Uh, They'll be ridiculed, called names, told they're too fat or too thin or too stupid or too socially awkward. Anything really that makes a child feel small. Now, if they are particularly good at something say perhaps if they have a talent at something behind closed doors the narcissistic parent might be jealous or belittling but then in front of an audience the narcissist will often do an about turn and hold up their child's talent as a source of pride and, and show them off so that's obviously very confusing for the child again one minute they're blowing hot the next minute they're blowing cold So what they're really doing here is just using the child and the child's talents as just another way to gain positive attention and narcissistic supply for themselves. Now if there's more than one child, we have yet another dynamic going on. And this is the dynamic of the scapegoat, the golden child and the invisible child. And this is where the children are played off against each other. It's a form of triangulation. So here what happens is that the children are assigned their roles. They're either the one who can do no wrong the one who can do no right or the completely unseen and unheard one. And each child sort of resents the other either secretly or openly and each craves to be in that position of the golden child. And then suddenly and often without warning the narcissist will pull a roll shift out of the bag perhaps swapping the gut, the scapegoat maybe in the golden child um, over And these role shifts can occur unpredictably. It could be every few days or even every few years. And, of course, what this does is keep the children on their toes, on high alert. Another thing that might happen is that children may also find themselves being parentified. So what does that mean? Well, here, the child is expected to almost take over the role of being the parent to the narcissist so um, attending to their physical comfort tucking them up in bed looking after the parents emotions or their finances acting as their confidant having household responsibilities that are perhaps inappropriate to their age and they're made to feel guilty if they don't take on these responsibilities guilt actually sits really heavy on the on the shoulders of these youngsters Children are often expected to live in awe of their narcissistic parent as well, particularly if their parent is an exhibitionist narcissist. And they're they're expected to almost hero-worship them to give them that narcissistic supply that they need. And if you want to know more about narcissistic supply, we have put out a podcast on that subject, so please do have a listen. Now, tragically, it's almost inevitable that the child will find themselves subjugating their own needs in preference for the needs of the parent. They have to. Uh, just to keep the peace and to avoid their parents' rage, their narcissistic rage. So walking on eggshells actually becomes the norm for these children. And all of this sort of behaviour will go on into the child's adulthood, even if they have children themselves. So you see, you never stop being the child of a narcissist. Your own parenting will be disapproved of. Your house will be too small or too flashy or in the wrong location. Your wedding will be about the narcissistic parent, the guest list, the food, the venue. It will be determined by them, all about them. And even as adults, guilt and feeling not good enough and feeling that your needs don't matter are common emotions for the children of narcissists. So catering to the needs and desires of your parents will continue to come before all else. And pity plays will be used to pull on your heartstrings. Your narcissistic parent will say, "Um, you don't visit enough. You don't phone me enough. You don't ask me about my health enough. You don't let me babysit enough. You don't let me be involved enough. You don't care about how much I worry about you all. It's a very difficult thing to have to deal with. So what becomes of the children of narcissists? Well, they very often become narcissistic themselves, tragically, and then they go on to abuse others because, of course, they've learned narcissism from their own beginnings. And this is a real risk. But not all children of narcissists become narcissists. Some become adults who exist to please others, to give endlessly to others and to always put others first. And these people see toxic behaviour from others as normal. It's a baseline for them. And sadly, they often go on to attract narcissists into their lives, perhaps as partners and as friends. And of course, the worry here is that these people may go on to endure anything up to a lifetime of narcissistic abuse um, if they don't understand what's actually happening. And narcissistic parenting also leads to difficulties in forming what are known as healthy attachments to others. Um, And this can lead to to difficulties in, in adult relationships. So what about love? Can a narcissist love their children? I get asked this question all the time. Well, unfortunately, the tragic reality is that narcissists don't and actually can't love their children in the way that ordinary people do. So they'll tell you that they do and most likely they'll believe that they do. But their love can only be of the transactional, conditional type, even with their children. So remember how narcissism is a condition of low empathy um, with a sense of entitlement and interpersonal exploitation? Well, essentially, without any empathy, you just don't have the solid foundation required to love unconditionally. And although the narcissist's professions of love for their children might look convincing to the outside world... Um, although actually more often they look a little bit over the top, whatever feelings they do have are actually very shallow. They're very shallowly held and they're changeable. So to put it bluntly, narcissists don't have what it takes to be good parents. They can't put another person's needs first. They can't care about another to have their best interests at heart unless they gain narcissistic supply from the appearance of caring. So they can pretend to care, But in reality, they can't care. Now, don't forget as well that, for example, the exhibitionist narcissist, they can be immense fun. Uh, They can be the life and soul of the party. They can turn heads and deploy devastating charm. They're seen as fun or cool. Um, They can be the the fun parent or the nice mum or dad or the cool mum or dad. This type of narcissist can seem brilliant They can be flashy and uh, irreverent. Um, They can be delicious rule breakers. And these narcissistic parents often have a fan club in tow. And if you think about it, it's not actually hard to see how a child who loves their parent can so easily be roped into that fan club themselves. What chance have they got of understanding the truth about what's really going on? None, really, if it's all they know. So what happens when you hit divorce or separation? Well, obviously, divorce is difficult for all children, but where a narcissist is involved, you have a whole other problem. Because essentially... A narcissist will weaponize the children, turning them into instruments of abuse against the other parent. They'll badmouth the other parent. They'll lie about them um, in order to alienate the child from the parent. They'll stop paying for the child so that the other parent has to pay. Um, that's using them as tools of financial abuse. They'll try to be seen as the winner uh, by trying to get the child to primarily live with them, regardless of whether that's practical or what the child wants. To them, the child is seen as a way to cause suffering to the other parent. And remember, they wish to annihilate that other parent as a result of their narcissistic rage, which has been caused by the breakdown of this relationship. So they'll refuse to cooperate on anything at all. And essentially, co-parenting will become a very tiring game of counter-parenting. It's not co-parenting at all. Um, They may allege parental alienation or child abuse against the healthy parent uh, and scarily actually they may even manage to convince the authorities with their charm and that plausibility that they have that this is actually really going on that that the other parent really is alienating the child from them it's really important to understand that the children are the the non-narcissistic parents achilles heel and so the narcissist is going to use them to get narcissistic supply Uh, by creating drama and conflict about them for as long as possible. I mean, even well past their 18th birthdays. So being the child of a narcissist is hard, but actually so is being the non-narcissistic parent. Because as the non-narcissistic parent, you have such an important job to do in setting up your child for a healthy future. I get asked um, how to deal with this problem all the time. Um, And we have a big problem here. I mean, you can't badmouth the narcissistic parent to your children because if you do, you're actually badmouthing half of them. Remember, they they share half their genes with this parent. So, in badmouthing the narcissistic parent to them, you're kind of badmouthing half of them. So that's a no-no. So, it may seem like a difficult line to tread, but actually, you do have some power in this situation. Um, And it's really important to understand that you have to lead by example. So you have to be the parent who encourages the child's hopes and dreams. You have to be the parent who supports them. You have to be the parent who listens to them and takes them seriously. The one that celebrates them as an individual. You have to be the one that loves them unconditionally. But you also have to set firm boundaries and rules What happens eventually is that that stability, the stability of your love and the equality of it with your other children, so you don't have favourites, for example, that will eventually be noticed by them as, as really being in sharp contrast to the way that the narcissist behaves towards them. So eventually that will come to their attention. It's also really important to teach them empathy from an early age. So perhaps um, you can do that by discussing other people's feelings. So even um, if you were reading a bedtime story, you could pause perhaps and say, well, how did you think the character felt when that happened? The point here is that if you can build empathy in your child, and it is a skill which can be learnt then you've effectively stopped your child from becoming a narcissist as an adult because that is the fundamental problem or one of the fundamental problems. So much narcissistic behavior comes from that inability to care about others because they can't feel things from another perspective because they were never able to learn empathy. But another point here is that, like all things, too much empathy is actually a bad thing. So it can actually lead to a person giving and giving to another um, and actually sets them up for being preyed on by users. So you need to encourage that balance to encourage your child to learn how to recognise and express their own needs and how to exert their own boundaries whilst also teaching them empathy. And again, leading by example is the way forwards here. Now, parenting is essentially twice as hard when you have to counteract the damage that's been inflicted on the child by the narcissistic parent even years post-separation or divorce you'll be battling with them regarding the children as I've already said there's no such thing as co-parenting with a narcissist it's only counter-parenting that the narcissist will try to effect so the model that we always suggest is a model called parallel parenting And here what you do is you severely limit your contact with the narcissist only to the bare essentials regarding the children. So you only communicate with them regarding the children and then only on the bare essentials. And you have to then accept that the children are going to live by the rules of whichever house they're staying in at the time. So that's really tough to understand that you can't control what happens at the narcissistic parent's house. You just have to accept what happens. So no school or family events are attended jointly with the narcissistic parent. And it's really important to try to minimise that contact using the grey rock technique if you have to see them so that you are minimising the amount of narcissistic supply that you give that parent. I think you have to understand that your own healing is important here too. You have been the recipient of narcissistic abuse and you need to heal. And essentially, the closer you can get to the gold standard of no contact with the narcissist by reducing that contact to the absolute bare minimum, the faster you can heal. I think the thing about parenting is that you'll never be able to do it perfectly. You'll always beat yourself up about it. Even if you didn't have a narcissistic parent uh, to contend with on the other side, you'll still end up inflicting some damage on your children yourself unwittingly because all parents do by definition but at least with awareness of what you're facing you really do stand a a great chance of helping your children towards a healthy future and in doing so you're actually breaking the generational chains of narcissistic abuse you're actually stopping narcissism from passing down the generations and of course that's an incredibly important thing to be doing My brand new book, Narcissists in Divorce, From Love Locked to Leaving, is out now and is also available as an audio book. And for more resources, please do visit my websites, thelifedoctor.org and drsapria.com.